Iowa everywhere. All right, we are rounding out our week, well, a Cyhawk week here at Circa in Las Vegas. It has been incredible, Mike Palm, other than my Cyclones. I hope you weren't on Iowa State last night, my friend. Well, at least they came out firing, you know, and kept the game competitive. <laughs> yeah. It was it was horrible. The game was over by the time we were even like uh, 10 minutes in. And it was all Cyclone money, so that was okay. <laughs> uh, you, had, you had a big crew here last night, right? Yeah, oh yeah, we had a big yeah. crew. Uh, Mr. Derek Stevens, welcome to the program. How you doing? Thank you so much for the hospitality for you guys, first of all. I, I had never stayed here before, and... I will never stay anywhere else again. Whoa, that's pretty big. Yeah. That's pretty big statement. That's awesome. Great to hear it. You know what I love about this place? Been walking around. You guys, uh, you're, you're Midwesterners. We can just talk, right? You don't rip people off here. Honestly, a lot of times when I'm walking around Vegas, I feel like oh, this place is man. I, oh, ten dollar beer, right? Like I, I genuinely mean that. We're talking to Midwesterners. I absolutely love that about this place. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it kind of matches up with our sports. We try to give it pretty good value. Doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean you're going to win your bet, but we, we think you're, uh, we're going to give everybody a pretty good shot here with some uh, great odds on, you know, on on, uh, on all of our futures bets and things like that. And uh, it's nice of you to say that. So I appreciate that. Uh, and Mike, you do the show with Ken every week on our network, but you're a so you're a Michigan guy, Derek, and you're an Iowa guy, Mike. Uh, do we do a lot of Big Ten going back and forth? I mean, hey, you're a Notre Dame fan, I guess, though, right? I'm just wanting I, to know what a conversation's like between you two when the camera's not on. Well. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> there's a lot of debate on content, on, <laughs> on what to put up on the screens and what oh, people okay. think is important. And I got know, you. He doesn't think Notre Dame games are big draws. He doesn't think <laughs> there's any national audience for Notre Dame, USC, this sort of thing, you know. But now he's starting to feel his oats a little bit with the wins over Ohio State the last couple of years. Feels good. It, it feels good for a couple of weeks unless they get waxed in the playoff game again. Although they get, they get so nice for them that they can keep TCU third, to re, you know, so they don't have a rematch in the semifinal. And the committee wants to tell you rematches weren't considered. You know, get out of here. I mean, Ohio State should be third. And they should have to play Ohio State again. I'm not saying they wouldn't beat them. Last year, obviously, uh, it would have been nice if Aiden Hutchinson would have made the trip to Florida to play against Georgia. I don't think he made it because I never saw him on my screen. But, <laughs> True. but we'll see what the Wolverines can do. But the people, Chris, in in this area he comes from, in, in, in Detroit, they're, they're delusional. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they, think they're, they think they're a city of champions. Listen to they this guy. I love it. When is the last time they've won anything? The debate is which of their teams is going to go back to a playoff and a, and, and a professional sport next. And, it, and the projections are always five years out. I mean, which team will get there in five years? That's how competitive they are. So to answer your question, what's it like to be <laughs> having us together when we're not on the air? Is this it? Oh, it's nonstop. I mean, I got to put up with this day in, day out. <laughs> At night, I get the text. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. Sour grapes, all that. But no, overall, we get along great. And uh, no, we're kind of a Midwest-based uh, place. Yeah. We're, we're really, uh, really are. We're really, uh, you know, big, big ten in in general. 
um, in that area. That's really uh, that's really uh, circus and the D's, um, you know, kind of bread and butter. I mean, our, our customer base uh, is really Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, Iowa. This is uh, th- this is kind of like our niche, uh, you know, here in downtown Vegas. It does kind of feel like you guys are. You know, hopefully, we're we're helping with that, but picking up steam in Iowa. Like I, I was talking with um, Jeffrey was here about uh, last Sunday, and he was watching the the bets coming in on the wrestling outbidding the NFL for a time on Sunday like that's but that to me just I don't think it's marketing but you, you guys are you're giving the people what they want you put up a women's basketball line for us the other day like that's cool you're not getting that from other books yeah I mean I, I think I think what happened in Iowa is pretty amazing like uh, I will give uh, all all credit to Mike for coming up with the idea and Mike maybe you could go in the origination of the story I think you you got a little bit of this off of Twitter with some fans and some of the people you talked with uh, when you were doing uh, some of the shows in Iowa and they said hey can we bet wrestling and then after we asked the uh, Iowa gaming commission we could do it it's the only state we, we post wrestling so really uh, Mike what's the origination of the story you know it was really Trent Condon that okay said, you know I know that you probably will post nationals and maybe Big Ten, but can we start getting some regular matches if you've got top 10 or top 25 teams? You know, we talked to the guys in the back, and a couple of them knew a thing or two about wrestling, um, but they also know how to research it a little bit too. And, uh, you know, we started booking these matches um, with Iowa and with Iowa State, and then we sort of expanded the menu this year to, you know, top 25 matchups. And it's been a great pickup on the wrestling there. Like you said, on Sunday, there was more on the Iowa State match than on the NFL. That's crazy. Uh, it's really crazy. If you tell me NBA, okay, because nobody in Iowa cares about the NBA no, no. after Jordan left the Bulls, uh, which was a mild interest in eastern Iowa for a lot of people. But, uh, but NFL? I mean, the NFL's king everywhere. So it just shows you the grassroots and the, the collegiate level. I mean, if we could book high school sports in Iowa, we'd write a ton of things. <laughs> can, you, can you guys give me... We were... Uh, Chris Assel and I, our, our group, we were sitting there last night, and we see the Chris Murray news comes out where he's not going to play for Iowa. Mm-hmm. Give us the insight on how that actually works, because we thought, clearly you had it baked in. We right, Clearly somebody knew that he probably wasn't going to play, but when it became official, we all, us hacks, were like, oh, well, this thing's going to go to pick him. And in fact, it went the other way. It bounced back up. Like, what is going on behind the scenes at a time like that? Well, you know, you're right. Some of it's baked into the number of the probability of whether a player is going to go or not. Uh, And then after that, it's not so much necessarily how much money one side's taking, but who it's coming from. And there's certain sharp betters in each sport. And they're not the same for each sport, but there's certain sharp betters in each sport who, let's say their opinion is more respected or their dollars are more respected than the general public. Uh, And, you know... You did see the number go back up the other way there, even though the majority of the money was coming in on Iowa State. That's in, that's incredible. Uh, you, know, we, you know, you got you have a similar story, um, similar story in the NFL on, uh, you know, just uh, just on Thursday night about, uh, mm. you know, with uh, the line moved up to seven with the with the Raiders on the road. Uh, at the Rams, and then with the Baker Mayfield news, and then, well, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Well, once it became pretty uh, clear who's going to play, he had got one practice in, you know, the line came down. You know, and that's not what a lot of people would have thought. Like, mm-hmm. how long is the time, how, how much time, how many, 
how many first team reps do you have to get to be ready to go? But I mean, we closed at a five and a half in that game. Is that what it, I thought it was six. It was five and a half. It was six almost <laughs> everywhere else. Wow. But we got we got hammered on uh, on Rams money. So we were the only only uh, book in anywhere in Vegas that was a five and a half. There was a few places a six. Ten minutes before kickoff, Mike. I, I know you were in Washington when this happened. Do you know the Nugget moved the other way? The Nugget was at a seven. And we, and were, we at, were at five and a half. We were at five and a half. Everybody else was six, six and a half. But we Pretty took nice all scout. this. Yeah, yeah, it was. Eight steps away. It was. It was. It was. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, get on the news. You, you have to bake in probabilities. And like as Mike said, money's going to move it to, to a degree. But who's making the bets really the key thing. Okay. So when it comes to who's making the bets, I can imagine 20 years ago, it's like, well, here comes this guy. We're going to watch what he does. Uh, what he places is that still the case or is this a nationwide thing now because uh, sports betting so I mean you're in how many different states right like how has that changed it do you have to be in Vegas to be one of those respected betters anymore no no I mean and even if you are it's still it's this it's what's coming in I mean he has up in his office he has several screens but the screen he's watching the most is the bet ticker which is going to it shows every bet accepted over the counter and on the app, which mm. now the majority of it's on the app now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, from wherever they are, uh, whether it's in Iowa making the bet or it's in Colorado making the bet or Illinois soon or whether they're in the book here or they're in Reno or they're in Henderson or they're, I mean, that's it. It's coming. Bing, bing, bing. bing. And he'll tell you on Sunday mornings it comes so fast you have, you know, he has to back it up to read it. Um, but that's what the guys. I want to hang out in your doing. office sometime. Is that cool? <laughs> a lot of luxury there. A lot of comfort. <laughs> All right. I want to do a real quick. Uh, I think betting on bowl games. Great talk with Jeffrey Benson about this the other day. The the bowl industry is just completely. You know, we have no idea who's playing in these games. How do you, Mike? Do you have any advice for betting it? But two, uh, for both of you, how do you even make lines? Because you you really have you could take it at like the Kentucky quarterback we were all guessing would probably not play, but so much changes day to day. Well, that's why right now the limits are pretty low. When okay. We're, when we're weeks out from the game and we don't know who's going to declare, most of these games are either ten or twenty thousand limits. When we get to the last forty-eight hours before the game, it's going to go up to thirty or forty, and then the last twenty-four hours it's going to go up to fifty. It'll go up to a hundred on the major games. But right now there's so much uncertainty. What you really have to do is kind of close the window. Or let the, the professional betters who might have more information than you tell you now when the limits are low. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, bowls, bowls will become very, very difficult for the guys to book. I mean, right now, the, the most difficult sport to book is NBA. And uh, it didn't used to be like that. But NBA is far and away the most difficult just because uh, guys don't risky. play, they just take That's time. because of this new thing that didn't exist five years ago called load management. Yeah. You never know who the hell's playing. And yeah. then you don't know how that's going to impact the sets of the game. So NBA's volatility on where they are on the point spread, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's definitely the most difficult uh, sport uh, today in 2022 for uh, the risk room to book. But I'll tell you what, the the college bowl is the same thing because it's who's, who's opting out. You just don't know. I mean, and think about the volatility. You, you can have a 20-point favorite that's gonna gonna get blown out outright in, in these in these college bowls. Oh, you yeah. just don't know. So um, this is definitely right up with the NBA and the difficulty for for the team to book. Okay, so let, let's talk about the playoff and your your Michigan Wolverines. I'm told their roster isn't as the smart football people tell me that their roster was actually better last year, but they're playing better now. What what's your opinion? You, you're nuts about this team. 
Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been great to see this run. I mean, obviously, they've overachieved this year. There was probably higher expectations last year, I mean, particularly going into the season when you knew Michigan had Ohio State at home. Expectations were probably a little lower this year, mm-hmm. knowing that they had to go into Columbus. Uh, and then and then obviously that second half Michigan Michigan Ohio State was unbelievable when Michigan really came Incredible. on in the second half, and then uh, you know the uh, Big Ten championship game uh, was a little tight early on, but uh, blew them out. But Michigan Michigan looks good. I'm I'm always one that that believe that once you get to you know something like this the the four anything can happen. I do think this year uh, TCU's got a very very. Uh, um, difficult difficult uh, situation so I think Michigan had a favorable draw so I agree with you completely um, you know in some ways we were arguing uh, the night before the announcement do people want to see Michigan Ohio State again um, you know in Glendale or would they want to save that potentially for a championship game so um, that would be incredible. I, I think I think Michigan had a better draw here than uh, than uh, that Georgia did. So I think Michigan's a pretty good shape. TCU kind of feels like the Vikings to me in the NFL, where they just all the analytics suck for them. You, you know, you watch them and they're they're having to come back on all these games and they find a way to win. How were the analytics against your Matt Campbell? <laughs> Not good this year. When are you going to get this guy out of Ames? <laughs> this is the biggest embarrassment on well, Iowa. He uh, he's got the new offensive coordinator coming in. That's great. Having to, we, I mean, we can't. They, what is it with Iowa in general where the teams can't score the football? This is the, is a bigger question, and well, that's another deal. Like, well, how do you, you? How about back home? That everybody must be going nuts that Iowa's getting the Michigan quarterback, huh? Oh yeah. Everybody must think well, this, this this team's a national champion. Now. I mean, but the <laughs> thing is, it's like they've done the same thing forever. If they're not going to take the shackles off of that offense and actually do something, I don't, I don't know if it matters. Does McNamara? Iowa won seven this year. If he's their quarterback, how many games did they win? Well, they wouldn't have beat Michigan or Ohio State, but they they probably beat Iowa State. Yeah, I mean maybe. that was that fumble and all that. That was there. a weird. That, game. that was a very weird game. Usually it goes the other way. The luck's always with Iowa, but it, it was with Iowa State. Um, win at Purdue. I mean, you could tell me better. Like, I, I, they probably beat Nebraska. I'm so jaded from watching Iowa's offense for the last 20 years that I'm. I don't know if it make, they don't have they're not going to have any receivers. I'm trying to t- I was trying to tell Kenny that they haven't really had ever had any quarterback that played well under Ference. I mean, does they all get worse. You, it's, does anybody you can circle and say he was the last great Iowa quarterback? You probably go back to Hartley or something. Was Drew better Tate. than anybody. Eh, Drew Tate. He completed a pass against LSU. I, mean, I like C.J. <laughs> Beathard, but they yeah. didn't use him right. I thought he, I always thought he could be really good. I'll tell you, I love the move for Iowa, though. I got to watch watch <laughs> him play a lot. I think this is a big, big upgrade. So I think I think Iowa has a lot to look forward to. You, what, what do you think? They won seven. Because I'll be honest, when I watched Iowa, Michigan, I didn't know how good Michigan was after that game. I was kind of like, you know, but. Petrus was generationally bad, like throwing balls in the dirt, sailing. I mean, I'm not trying to bury the kid, but it was – that's the – like McNamara will – his completion percentage will be 15 points higher at well, least. I mean, that's a, it's a tough question because you got to run a different offense. You can't be – you can't, you can't run the same thing. So I don't know. Uh, will Ferentz do that? I don't know. <laughs> you run the ball, you hit the tight ends, you take yeah. two deep shots a game, yeah. and you have a great, a great punter and a great place kicker. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what he does. It was a rough year of watching football in the state of – all these, like, 31-point numbers with Iowa. Iowa State can't get into double digits. It was a rough year. What do you think about Purdy this weekend? I love Purdy. You on the 49ers this weekend? 
Uh, I don't know if I would go that far, mm -hmm. but the stuff that you're reading coming out of the locker room about him is incredible. Before his senior year, he was a favorite to be a top 10 draft pick. You had to lay 150 or 160 wow. that he would be in the top 10. Think about that. Now they're like, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. Mm -hmm. This kid played a lot of snaps as a quarterback at Iowa State. I think he'll be fine. I do, too. And <laughs> I, I, he, the one thing, I know him pretty well. And him and his family, I mean, character, um, probably the hardest worker that has come through Campbell's program. And it seems like he's really won over that locker room. I mean, they... They absolutely adore him there. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Uh, this has been an incredible experience. I know we're going to come back out here, I think, Aaron, um, in the spring. And I'll keep telling everybody in Iowa about how awesome this place is. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having the Man. ability to spend, uh, spend a week here and uh, enjoy this and uh, let everybody know that no matter what the temperature is at home, the water temperature at Stadium Swim is 96 degrees. It's open year-round, and we're, we're, we're open, ready for some Iowa fans to show. We were out there yesterday. We did our show, our pregame show from there, and we thought it's going to be cold, right? Because it's a little chilly out. The, the sun over Stadium Swim's different. It's like it felt like it was 85 out there. It is. <laughs> and then the water was like bath water. It was phenomenal. That's, that's true. The desert radiant heat's a little oh. bit different. If the high is 55, it feels like 75, 80 out there. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. every day, you don't know that it's winter. It's, it's beautiful yeah. right now this no, time of year. It's actually a perfect time to go out there, too. You can have more space. I mean, it, you know, get on out here. To, uh, come on out for, for the holidays. Gentlemen, thank you. Uh, anything we can ever do. I want to get you guys up at some point. Come on up, and I'll treat you to a game at Hilton Coliseum. Whoa, thank you very much. You ever been to Hilton? Not, not Jack Trice. No, you, you don't want to do that. can't go to Jack Trice. I'll take you there if you I, want to, Mike. Many games I've been there. I taught school in Boone. I didn't know you were in Boone. I, I was in Boone. I, okay. I was in Boone for two years. I taught school there, so I made a lot of Iowa State uh, games. A, so you can attest, Hilton on a Saturday, a Big 12 game is pretty incredible. It's electric. It's yeah. electric. But, you know, when we came out with Wild Rose, I went to the Texas-Iowa State game at Jack Trice, and that was pretty electric, too. Which Last one? Last year. Which? Last year when we, they beat Texas oh, like yeah. 30 to 6 or whatever. Oh, they, they whooped killed, them pretty good. They killed Texas. So it was a that good time. That team just quit, too. Yeah. That Texas team in the second. They, they did quit not want to be no. there. <laughs> you always got to watch those Texas teams in, like, November <laughs> when they come up to Ames because if they're not playing for much, they'll, they'll fold. All right. Uh, appreciate you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back here in a, in a couple months with you, all right? All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Chris. Iowa everywhere.